So welcome, Rich, Challenge the Road, our podcast room. We've had a fun morning, haven't we? We have, yeah. About time. We've been trying to do this for a while, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, get uh, this catch up. things get in the way, but uh, no, I thoroughly enjoyed my morning. So we started off with the GT8, Aston. We then did. we went out in the CTR, my little project car. And then we've been on the sim, so we've had a bit of a fun morning. But I wanted to just show you what we do here with this podcast. We are going to talk about some car news. And you've come in a Tesla, which yeah. is, I didn't even, you didn't even tell no, me you yeah. bought a Tesla. No, we almost got it towed away. Um, and then we go through bits about your career, bits about the CTR car and obviously the sim racing side as well. So the first bit was around, you've obviously gone to an electric car, which I didn't know. How's yeah. that been going? Yeah, I didn't tell you that for a reason. I was, <laughs> I was looking forward to seeing your face when I turned off in a fully electric car and it was worth it as a picture. Um, so I moved from Saracens to Leicester, but stayed in the house I'm in. Uh, it was quite a last minute move. So that drives an hour and a half. Um, and I was conscious that I didn't want to spend my life in a petrol station. Uh, I thought to and, see you in a big yeah. Range Rover because they were the cars the England boys had, weren't they? Most yeah, well, that was the sponsorship, everyone, wasn't it? Yeah, everyone loved them. COVID hit the um, deal market for everyone pretty hard everyone had everything pulled away and stuff so I thought what was the you know, most efficient way for me to travel to work well I was worried about the drive as well as like an aging athlete I was I was wanting something that would do me right so decided because of the tax breaks getting out yeah. of your company and I went for the Tesla Model 3 um, because you had tax breaks and they're holding their money well as yeah, well, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, and you couldn't get a second-hand one. You had right, to, okay, yeah, you had had to, to go new to uh, to be able to get one. So I ordered one, and then three months later, I turned up at Thorpe Park, <laughs> and like I said, I think there was maybe 500,000 Teslas there, of which 750 were Model 3s. I got given my two credit card keys and said, go and find your car, and off off you go. And uh, It's been great, Is actually. It okay? Yeah, I've got a home charger to charge it overnight up to 90% and I'll get to Leicester spend a couple of days up there and come back on you know 65-70% of that charge so um, I'm not I've had that range anxiety once where I forgot to charge it <laughs> and, you, I was, okay. <laughs> and I was down to like 5% getting home um, and what did you do you just I, I just eat the, the car's smart so it tells you right, stay under this speed limit to, to right, okay, if you've to got heavy to foot it, it drains yeah, it it's yeah. like a, same as petrol so it tells you like stay under 60 and you'll get home uh, so I listened to it and you were there. I, yeah crawled home what was interesting you said about obviously athletes using normal cars and traveling to training and that maybe tended to get a little bit more injuries or you know a bit more fatigue in the legs and that so with the tester you're able to use the self-driving more yeah, yeah I was I was really worried about the drive I'd seen lads at Southampton who come in from London and definitely had uh, more uh, back issues and right, okay. and they complained about that drive so I was worried about it I'm lucky I, I live near the motorway that I get on and the self-drive stuff you sit there and you don't have the same I definitely don't turn up with the same physical and mental stress right. of an hour and a half drive than, than what I've done before if I'd been in the car for an hour and a half just going to work I'd have known about it whereas I don't feel that this way I'm so I'm doing that journey two or three times a week I'm impressed I, yeah when you turned up in that I couldn't I thought yeah. you know a big yeah. Range Rover probably yeah. a diesel because of all the driving but I think that the thing with that Tesla 3 is once you've got your tax breaks the value is very good on the second heart your second yeah. hand market you're probably in credit 
Yeah, well, really, uh, yeah, um, hopefully. That's the mm. way you look at it. I'm obviously putting a lot of miles in it, but it's... And there's no fuel costs. No. And, and so I'm saving time because I'm never in a, a petrol station. It's amazing. You, you, you know what it's like. You have young kids and they know more about the environment than we ever did. And they were they were happy with my choice. We've got a... Do you miss having the, the cars though? Because I know, you, you know, you are a bit of a car. You'd enjoy your cars, don't oh, you? And yeah, that's, not, why yeah, loved, yeah. that's why I've loved this morning. Yeah. Because you get out <laughs> no, no. and you're proper driving. Have like... So do you feel like you want almost two cars because you've got that as almost like a self-drive taxi yeah. almost? Yeah, that is go... that is like my, my, like saying my taxi. That gets, yeah. me, to, that gets me to work. Um, and going yeah. in a manual today yeah. must be a big I was, I was nervous about having, <laughs> yeah. getting the manual back out I was thinking am I going to be able to do this and um, the car was easy to drive I was the Aston, well impressed yeah. with the Aston I couldn't believe how um, quickly I felt like right I can I can rip into this and, and get going so our first thing was obviously September 22 new cars are going to have speed limiters restrictions yep into the engine management systems to 112 but also be monitoring your speed and and that's where it's going more and more and that's where for me i feel like the used car market might even pick up a bit more again because people don't want to be controlled but it was interesting talking to you today because you're almost enjoying that because you're able to sort of sit back a bit more use the cruise control relax a little bit whereas always when i've done a lot of driving i never found it that relaxing because you're you're always trying to hold the wheel or yeah. you know you've got your foot on the brake accelerator all the time yeah well i i use that time to um i've obviously got to concentrate to a certain extent and, and that but i use that time for either planning what i'm doing that day from yeah. uh, you know a coaching or playing perspective or listening to a podcast that upskills me rather than yeah. just you know potting along with music and stuff it definitely allows that sort of the start of my day in the morning and on the way home if I had a long day and stuff it doesn't feel like so it'd feel very odd going back to a normal car now yeah I would I would I would definitely if I was uh, pottering around town or it was like say it was your second car to enjoy then you'd want something not something else but in terms of a commuter car it's been yeah Yeah. it's sort of exceeded my expectations of, of my journey and how it's not been a massive problem for me when I when I was worried about that being mm. being a problem, that's how I see it going. I see it being yeah. almost two cars. Yeah, and I didn't know about you. You told me that on when we got in the Aston. You said that mm. this um, limit is coming in, and I don't think anyone knows knows about this. No, it's they not, don't. It's yeah. not really worried up with cars. I know all the lads I play with and stuff. No one will have mentioned and known that. Um, well, I think that the how it's going to work is there'll be a button that you can turn it off, but yeah. it's every journey you'd have to turn it off. But when something's in a management system, it's in a management system. As yeah. far as I know, it'd be difficult to get that out. I think the fact that your GPS and stuff. Is yeah, as well. Stuff. Yeah. How long? How long is it before you? You can't. Well, I think we all will be restricted. Yeah. Uh, really. Yeah. You know, not just restricted, but obviously, I think with the motorway, if people are going fast and slow, it does affect your overall journey yeah. anyway, because you yeah. see the signs coming yeah. up. So I had some interesting things that have happened in the car news are obviously these second-hand 90s cars that are rocketing in value. Um, And I was just looking at why that's happening. So I just picked one that was last week. So a Toyota Supra, 1994 turbo car, £40,000 new, sold for £200,000, 7,000 miles. And you sort of think your mind is saying, well, how will these cars sort of maybe exist after 2030 2040 but people are out there um buying these cars even like myself because that was my era 
and that's why these yeah. cars are going up and more but i think that people are thinking about you know more of a two-car setup if you could get an electric car for say 25k because yeah. really is yeah. there going to be much difference because the performance of electric car is so much yeah i mean you said yours yeah. is so fast yeah it's, I, I, I said quite enjoy taking people in for the first time and just then sitting them in the seat like go-kart they and seeing that acceleration zero, yeah uh, zero to 60 so and the range is only going to go up and up and i think that's what yeah. put people off yep there uh, i know i have to what's the 300 miles in yeah I, and to be honest you'd never get it right unless okay. you were driving like you know well under the speed limit and so you're getting sort of 250 yeah so if i got if i got 220 230 <clears> from it I'd, I'd have done well in terms of what i do and you definitely have to plan your journeys long journeys so you have to know Right, where's the where's the quick charge yeah. on this route, um, uh, which I've which I've done, but the network's definitely growing. It's definitely been a couple of times. It's been a hassle, but overall, there's usually and what's your a, experience of Tesla been? Just do, you, do you not? Because obviously in the past you'd go into a dealership, yeah. you'd get a nice. I know with yeah. the COVID restrictions, but is it more yeah. you just pick up? Like you said, there's 500 almost the same, and yeah. you see you just pay for an update. Yeah. It definitely felt like the future of. You got right. sent. You got <clears throat> sent an instruction video how to drive the car, how yeah. you pick it up. This is how you use the key. These are all That's the features. It. And you turn up. You gave your name, you gave driving license. Right here you go. Got two key cards and yeah. and off you went. Uh, like I say, all updates are over Wi-Fi. Um, so no, it definitely feels uh, like the kids have enjoyed it. I've got t uh, I've got three kids, but I've got two that are know what's going on 11 9 year old there's a karaoke system in there and stuff right. they're, uh, they're, so it's keeping them up it's keeping yeah. them up on the way to school they're, uh, they're yeah me as a bleeding from my girl singing Taylor Swift and all the rest of it so so let's go on to this CTR car so obviously I feel that cars are going to become more like valuable objects the second hand but also stuff that you have as a sort of reward to yourself and I picked that Aston Vantage. I know it's the first time you've ever driven yeah. an Aston. Yeah. And I've spent a lot of time. I'd had sort of two or three back in the day, but it was never a great driver's car. It was quite crashy on the ride. And obviously to make my own car, it's been, yeah. you know, really yeah. good fun. Um, and I'm at the point where all the performance stuff is, I feel, done now. And I actually yeah. said to you, I've almost, yeah. not disappointed, but I feel like I've made the car, especially from a handling point of view, as good as it can be. So what was your impression yeah, well, I mean, I always loved Astons to look at. They were always the ones when you're growing up, like, oh, that is the best looking car. That is the one to be in. Um, and then today I got to drive a brilliant looking car that was incredible. Like, um, I couldn't believe how easy but uh, enjoyable it was. Yeah. So it was like, you you're stuck to the road. Yeah. You felt completely like with the car. When you when you're going on, your handling's you're, you're fantastic. Tell me, I know. No, no, yeah. go on, throw it into that yeah. corner. Um, and it's almost the car's too good for you. Like yeah. it's too like I I couldn't be good enough to you know outperform the car. Yeah. Like, that's how it felt. And you could take this one on a track, yeah, as well. So you can make that suspension yeah. a bit stiffer on yeah. the adjustments. But it was so supple now, isn't it, yeah. to drive? Yeah, and yeah. I like the, the the you put your foot down. It felt like a race car. You cruise, yeah. and I didn't feel like. Oh, you you could only use this car to like throw around and and take on the track and stuff. You could go, all right, I'm popping out, or I need to get on the motorway for an hour, and and you could still use it, uh, but you still got that. You put your foot down, you hear the, and you couldn't believe these were eighteen thousand. No, I, not I mean, long ago. 
yeah. for an Aston Martin yeah. with a V8. No, actually, it's incredible value. Yeah, and as I said, that one I got from Gatwick from the airport. Yeah, that, that the ticket is, car. That's blown my mind. Okay, <laughs> sat there for that long. I know. Eight, well, what was it? Thirteen years in yeah. the airports and then yeah. out. But it's it's dry. I think it's it's fantastic. And I said. There's a lot of um, tribute and, and cars that are out there now that people are sort of backdating, but they're sort of half a million pounds, which is too much. Yeah. If I'm bringing to these at sort of 50, 60,000 pounds, yeah. I think it's a huge amount of value. And it, you know, for people who love driving, you can have that as a second car. I don't think you're going to lose much money and you're going to really enjoy yeah. driving the car. Yeah. So what about yourself? Because I've known you a while now and obviously you yeah. started at Sail Sharks. Yep. Yeah championship 2005 yeah. and almost yeah. 2006 wasn't it yeah yeah long time ago now it started straight out of school 18 at sale um we i didn't know any different i just loved what i did and i was lucky i went to uh sale at a time they were improving and i went with a load of mates out of school luckily we just had a group of us that were good enough to get to get signed you had some so, great players and yeah. Jason Robson and, and Mark then, and then I, ju- I just I say I felt like I landed on I, I got into the team at the right time 2005-2006 season and we won it at the end of that year but as you said we had Jason Robinson Mark Cueto Charlie Odson Chabal was it Chabal, Chabal yeah. Sheridan uh, Jason White I'm missing and I'm missing you know a whole host of names but I was just this 21 year old kid who was like how good's this just <laughs> thought that was the norm and um yeah so i made some you know brilliant memories there had mates that you know my best mates that I still speak to today from that team and then made the difficult decision to move down to how difficult was that yeah because the they had a good team didn't yeah they? no sale was they were they'd gone through pulling a bit of money out of the club so the you we knew the team wasn't going to be as good um, I've always been conscious that I've only got one career like that. Yeah. You you don't get a, like yeah. another career, especially you, in you the, go so you, physical. Yeah, other careers mm. are uh, backdated in life, aren't they? You can you can keep changing, you keep working, and keep mm. moving up. You only get a certain amount of time, and I'm eking that out as we speak of of one shot at it. And I didn't want to be sat there regretting not getting the most out of myself and and pushing myself. So. We actually agreed to go south in 2010 and Matilda, my first uh, born, was not arrived yet. My wife was pregnant, so I was taking her away from all the family and friends. Right. Um, but she knew it was the right thing to do and yeah. came down with me and had the best 10 years that you could really And Saracens for. really looked after them. They did, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I you had Edward Griffiths. Yeah, those. I signed for Brendan Venter, Andy Farrell, uh, Mark McCall, uh, Paul Gustard, Alex Anderson, Dan Vickers, this coaching team, and then Rugby Griffiths as CEO. And I was signing for the rugby, like they were doing stuff mm-hmm. off the field. They had only they had a big project that started maybe four or five months before I signed, and they were telling yeah. me about how well you look after us. And I was like, whatever, like I'm coming for the rugby. Like, <coughs> and they blew my head off with how much they, how bothered they were about you and your family. I wasn't allowed to sign until they met Lindsay, until they met the family and right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were. But even then, I didn't think much of it. And then I got there, and three months in, I was like, "This has got to be the best decision I've ever made." And um, so I always I, remember when you had a few injuries as yeah. well. They were always looking after you, and Edward especially as well. Yeah, I think, did you have a crucial ligament? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good memory. I, I woke up in the hospital, and he was sat there. 
right. yeah. and said yeah. we'll look after you it'll be alright and stuff like that and there's because yeah. the the big things everyone talks about we went on loads of trips and yeah. um, we won stuff that was the like properly good memories but for me it was always a lot of little stuff back then that, mm. that made you feel looked after and gave you a proper sense of loyalty to, to it and that was the fight on the field that we we always went out and and fought for each other and the club because they looked after us well and and then the little stuff like I said that's that's the big stuff uh, I used to love the team family. meetings to obviously yeah. be able to come in and yeah. how passionate Andy Farrell was yeah. and he made you and Steve Borthwick yeah. as well yeah. a lot of the, the talks you had there yeah. were so inspirational yeah. you just want to get out and play don't you and that was and that was actually a really good area how it was set up with the sort of bar the projector yeah. the way you all sat it felt like a little bit of an arena there yeah. when you come in yeah. I mean, we were and I was really lucky I think I had so I had a speaker like Brendan Venter the first boss could hold a room and Andy Farrell who could hold the room and mm. inspire you I had Alex Anderson the best orator in front of people you've ever seen Paul Gustard the same like Dan Vick like the list goes on of people who mm. stand in front of a room and um, well, it was such a good era wasn't it yeah. of the players coming yeah. through and you had like Shulk Brits you had John Smith then come yeah. over you had all these top players yeah. um, we had a real, Owen coming through yeah. as well a lot of young um, yeah we academy. had a really different setup. I'd never been I'd been in a mainly English and French team at Sale um, and I came to a heavily South African influenced um, team and then a generation of young English players came through um, so got on with them all brilliantly but we had a nice mix and everyone let them be themselves that was it was yeah. always like you can be yourself just you have to pitch up and and, and you had a great academy coming through yeah. was it Jamie George yeah, and yeah George that, Cruz. that group's incredible um Maybe, maybe never to be re- repeated as a yeah. as a graduate class led by Owen, and they've just you know, obviously taken that club yeah. to um, onto a lot of success. But you know, I think any you if you're bringing through at one club, Owen, Marrow, Jamie George, like they got Billy and Mako Young, yeah, um, like they've they've developed and. So when was, when did that then. team sort of peak then? Was it two thousand and So you won you won the two thousand eleven, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, so in two thousand eleven, we were actually a better team the next couple of years and didn't win it. Yeah, I remember um, losing the final because you lost with Steve Borthwick in did. the last. That was we lost that two was finals in two weeks. It? Yeah, and he what people don't know is he ripped, I think, a, a tendon off his shoulder, and. Um, played in the two finals with no tendon in his shoulder. I don't know how he did it. Uh, I remember a definitely big regret of mine. I remember seeing him at the do after the Northampton game that we'd lost in the last minute of extra time, and that was his last game in rugby. And thinking he did not deserve to go out yeah. like this, um, but he was a big part of. Pushing, and then the next year, you went on the run, didn't you? Yeah. You won Champions Cups twice yeah. in a row. Yeah, so we won yeah. the we won the premiership I think the year after and got rid of the choker tabs and uh, and then we started to make a dent into Europe and won three out of four mm. and that was the period where the team was properly properly mm. exceptional. Yeah, the we beat the team we beat in Leinster. The Clare, the the fight the first one against Racing was like relief of like yes we've done it and then the two finals that we played against Claremont and Racing um, Claremont and Leinster. They were they were properly impressive performances because of the opposition we were playing. Yeah, uh, we played. They were 
good good teams and um, we ended up you know more than a score in front last minute you can you can enjoy it so, um, those are the most impressive ones so how many World Cups you went to 2011 yeah 2015 yeah yeah which were massive learning curves because they yeah. were both because 2015 was obviously home yeah yeah and that was potentially the biggest disappointment yeah that well I was seeing you there wasn't I yeah. I was down at Penny Hill you and the team and it yeah. was just seemed like a massive anti-climax and it was it, didn't, difficult to even talk about at the time yeah it was it, yeah know? I've never my wife said she's never seen me like that after after it and I feel for everyone involved because your memories are your own personal disappointment mm. but then you all the people that put all that effort in and we didn't deliver and couldn't mm. deliver and um, you know it was a lot of good people got a lot of flack and they've shown all the coaching staff have gone on to get big, yeah, you had big fantastic jobs and do well there, and it just didn't you? didn't happen at the right yeah. time the team wasn't in the place it needed to be to, to deliver and we got what ultimately we deserved but all those things have been really learning curves mm. but it's the one big regret of the career is the the England career and the international lack of success and lack of and I know like 2019 we were chatting and we mm. thought everyone thought England were going to win that Finally, yeah. we beat the All Blacks and then yeah. we thought we've got to take this and then obviously to get beaten by South Africa yeah. in that second half I actually had a power cut here because there was a big storm yeah. so I never I only saw the first oh, half joking. and had to wait and I couldn't get out because the gates were closed and then I just saw it once the power come on oh, that we'd lost yeah. I just couldn't believe it yeah. I was just you know. and then what's, what's your feelings on this Lions because that was such a tight game and to yeah. lose by three points yeah. I know there's um you know, after the first game, I thought we would, but they're obviously always were going to come yeah. back, weren't they? Yeah, they were. It was a challenging tour, really, mm. for the way that South Africa were uh, dealing with COVID at the minute and mm. this of a tough time. So no crowds, definitely, for me as a spectator watching the Lions, it wasn't the wasn't yeah, the same. The same it was, yeah, um, I'm sure for the players it was incredible. How, how did you feel playing with no spectators when you? Difficult. Really? It was difficult. Was it? Did yeah, yeah. It was difficult at first. It was just strange. It was like you were grateful to because you're there. hearing everything. Of yeah, and you're echoing in the yeah. stadium and stuff. And then after that, unfortunately, it just became the norm. Right, I yeah. thought lads did an impressive job of of like actually, you know, going hell for leather without the external like motivation of the crowd. But I think we saw less momentum swings in game, mm. or less intensity from a, a team that might be losing mm. or winning because of that extra boost that that they give you and I think hopefully we'll see full stadiums and get back probably, to normal yeah, hopefully yeah. yeah and what that and what that gives gives the sport so where's your future now because you're obviously a player coach at Leicester and yeah. you've been with some of the best coaches around haven't you over your time of playing but you're obviously still playing yeah yeah and is, so, it, is it just another year and another yeah just... no I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing a bit of both I planned to coach the last five or six years I always wanted yeah. to do it my, my career saw a few do it poorly and I saw a lot do it really well yeah um, and again very very lucky to have worked with everyone that, from sales to Saracens to now on the Steve Baltic Leicester to, to try and learn and um what do you think with I mean we obviously put the app into Saracens and there was a lot of tech around at the time and a lot of do you feel I was looking at um, some stuff on cricket and they're more going back to a bit more old school coaching of feel and playing mm. instead of everything being so much on video and analysing and everything is that coming back into is the coaching 
becoming more personal to that person and, and developing the yeah. skills they've got than are trying to make everyone into yeah. the same thing. Yeah, I think even the text becoming more personal, so the, the videos and the information shorter, like yeah. the generation, yeah. are, um, like a highlights generation that are coming through, you have to grab yeah. their attention and um, they have to want to watch it. So yeah. the videos that and the information you get through is filtered down hugely and then like right what do they need to know what yeah. do, what will they watch and what can make a difference to uh, to them um, which is different it went through a really big analysis period yeah, of, didn't it, of you know everyone watching every game and every yeah. moment and um, I think it's scaled right back to like yeah. say more of a personal even on the tech side of you know what do they, what do these players need and what do they, what will they watch uh, if you don't want to overload. cutting it down to like five minutes or something yeah, just yeah. right yeah. on what they need saying like um, 90 second videos are like the optimum for like is it okay right so the, right okay because they're watching get, it there's what whatsapp going yeah it, yeah 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 and how often can you get that information in and when when do they get it and um no i'm learning all the time about that sort of stuff mm. how best to use the tech with uh, with the players um but we've we've opened that box of tech now like it's every team from now until the end of time is yeah, going to need it like you're always going to need more than ever the personal connection mm. with um, each other as players and with coaches but yeah we we know too much and because uh, at one stage you were doing a, we were doing stuff with VR weren't we we had yeah. a 360 camera by the, yeah. and we're trying to but yeah. I think it was more to say we were ahead than maybe it was giving us a benefit yeah and I that think was, it's, it needs to be like say analysis needs to be tailored to actually what's useful information yeah. and not just having loads of information that you're, you're looking at and going what what's the what difference is it making to us um and i think that's where that's where it's going like what's what's the most useful um bit for us as players and, and as coaches so one thing i done in lockdown was obviously i was worried about the car thing i've obviously got this simulator which um you've been on today I know we're going to do a, a lap time later on, but obviously I've enjoyed that so much. And sometimes yeah. I'm not using the cars because yeah. I'm using the sim. But this is yeah. this sort of virtual world like yeah. you've got with the tester that I'm into and I'm yeah. racing in championships and doing leaderboard challenges. Yeah. And whatever. What did you, I know you've only had a short yeah. run, but what's your feeling so far? Well, Quite addictive. One I mean. that it's incredibly impressive and yeah. two that I'm useless. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely, you need to go a little yeah. bit slower. Yeah, I I think. Think. yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of crashes. Um, no, it's incredibly impressive. I sat in there and you're going, "Oh my god, this is right." I'm in a, I'm in a car, like yeah, getting yeah. Sh shaken about and and stuff. I didn't know what to expect, but yeah, I can I can imagine it being incredibly addictive because I'm annoyed that I'm useless. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm well, sure you've been on it that yeah, long, but once you but get I'm going, sure if you're good, then and you start, like, I need to be a bit quicker. Yeah, and I need to get a bit quicker, and and also you can use it any time. It's yeah. at your home. Um, when they uh, use that suspension, that KW suspension, there's actually a two million pound car sort of simulator they mm. use to simulate the cars. So the cars actually drive around. So you're feeling mm. as close as you could to yeah. a real car. Um, we've turned it down a little bit because of your shoulder. Yeah. But. <laughs> no, it's impressive, impressive bit of kit and something that the way the world is, you can only see being more prevalent, can't you? Mm. Like um, if you're saying that those cars are still going to be harder to get all the track days where everyone's just allowed to endlessly mm. go around the circuit and but if you can get something that's as realistic as 
driving in. Well, you think people, the way it has been, are used to being inside as well. So yeah. will people go out as much as they used to? Some people might not anyway, going yeah. forward. And then you've got all this sort of ability to drive any car on any track whenever you want. There's no yeah. weather, there's no tires, there's no cost, there's no insurance. You know, you're off and you're running. So I, I just think that that is the future. I had a yeah. friend text me this morning wanting to buy one. Just really? off of it, yeah, he's yeah. just said, I, I have to have one of those. Because if you, you know, when we would, well, when I was back driving, obviously there wasn't so much with... Um, the speed limits, the cameras, everything. I mean, I'd be quite happy to be controlled as long as I've got something I can do. Yeah. But obviously, there's not enough tracks and that to go round. No. Really. No. Um, and also, the, there's, is there electric cars for the tracks and how will that work and infrastructure there? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to be it'll be interesting where it goes because there's definitely something. There. I think the fact that it's competitive. Yeah. So that's it's thing. Yeah, it's that's not like you you're doing it and no one knows you're doing yeah. it. Like if this becomes more and more, your mates have got it. Who's the fastest? <laughs> Absolutely, and yeah. that's the sort. It's like the video game. Well, it's like the leaderboards. Adults. I'm racing anyone in the world. Yeah. And I can just jump on and I'm racing, yeah. and I've I've got that leaderboard, and you're trying to gain half a second, yeah. and it's the tenths. It's it's fantastic. Well, thanks for coming today. We're no going to go back on that sim. Nice. Get let's you see, a time. Let's see if I can actually stay on for a full lap. A, yeah. Well, one fifteen yeah. is the best from Simon, but you you got to beat that. Well, I don't think one fifteen's happening, but I'll <laughs> just I'll get myself around. I think actually setting a time was the challenge for me at the minute. Well, let's get you over there. Do that. Thanks for coming, Rich. Stuff. Thanks, man. And uh, see you again soon. Yes, mate. Thank you.